chapter thirteen of an explanation of catholic morals this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. explanation of catholic morals by john h stapleton gluttony self-preservation is nature's first law and the first and essential means of preserving one's existence is the taking of food and drink sufficient to nourish the body sustain its strength and repair the forces thereof weakened by labor fatigue or illness god as well as nature obliges us to care for our bodily health in order that the spirit within may work out on earth the end of its being being purely animal this necessity is not the noblest and most elevating characteristic of our nature nor is it in its imperious and unrelenting requirements far removed from a species of tyranny a kind providence however by lending taste savour and delectability to our ailments make us find pleasure in what otherwise would be repugnant and insufferably monotonous an appetite is a good and excellent thing to eat and drink with relish and satisfaction is a sign of good health one of the precious boons of nature and the tendency to satisfy this appetite far from being sinful is wholly in keeping with the divine plan and is necessary for a fulsome benefiting of the nourishment we take on the other hand the digestive organism of the body is such a delicate and finely adjusted piece of mechanism that any excess is liable to clog its workings and put it out of order it is made for sufficiency alone nature never intended man to be a glutton and she seldom fails to retaliate and avenge excesses by pain disease and death this fact coupled with the grossness of the vice of gluttony makes it happily rare at least in its most repulsive form for be it said it is here question of the excessive use of ordinary food and drink and not of intoxicants to which latter form of gluttony we shall pay our respects later the rich are more liable than the poor to sin by gluttony but gluttony is fatal to longevity and they who enjoy best life desire to live longest tis true physicians claim that a large portion of diseases are due to overeating and overdrinking but it must be admitted that this is through ignorance rather than malice so that this passion can hardly be said to be commonly yielded to at least to the extent of grievous offending naturally the degree of excess in eating and drinking is to be measured according to age temperament condition of life etc the term gluttony is relative what would be a sin for one person might be permitted as lawful to another one man might starve on what would constitute a sufficiency for more than one then again not only the quantity but the quality time and manner enter for something in determining just where excess begins it is difficult therefore and it is impossible to lay down a general rule that will fit all cases it is evident however that he is mortally guilty who is so far buried in the flesh as to make eating and drinking the sole end of life who makes a god of his stomach nor is it necessary to mention certain unmentionable excesses such as were practised by the degenerate romans towards the fall of the empire 
it would likewise be a grievous sin of gluttony to put the satisfaction of one's appetite before the law of the church and violate wantonly the precepts of fasting and abstinence and are there no sins of gluttony besides these yes and three rules may be laid down the application of which to each particular case will reveal the malice of the individual overwrought attachment to satisfactions of the palate betrayed by constant thinking of viands and pleasures of the table and by avidity in taking nourishment betokens a dangerous if not a positively sinful degree of sensuality then to continue eating or drinking after the appetite is appeased is in itself an excess and mortal sin may be committed even without going to the last extreme lastly it is easy to yield inordinately to this passion by attaching undue importance to the quality of our victuals seeking after delicacies that do not become our rank and catering to an over-refined palate the evil of all this consists in that we seem to eat and drink if we do not in fact eat and drink to satisfy our sensuality first and to nourish our bodies afterwards and this is contrary to the law of nature we seemed to insist from the beginning that this is not a very dangerous or common practice yet there must be a hidden and especial malice in it else why is fasting and abstinence two correctives of gluttony so much in honor and so universally recommended and commanded in the church counting three weeks in advent seven in lent and three ember days four times a year we have without mentioning fifty-two fridays thirteen weeks or one-fourth of the year by order devoted to a practical warfare on gluttony no other vice receives the honor of such systematic and uncompromising resistance the enemy must be worthy as a matter of fact there lies under all this a great moral principle of christian philosophy this philosophy sought out and found the cause and seed of all evil to be in the flesh the forces of sin reside in the flesh while the powers of righteousness faith reason and will are in the spirit the real issue of life is between these forces contending for supremacy the spirit should rule that is the order of our being but the flesh revolts and by ensnaring the will endeavors to dominate over the spirit now it stands to reason that the only way for the superior part to succeed is to weaken the inferior part just as prayer and the grace of the sacraments fortify the soul so do food and drink nourish the animal and if the latter is cared for to the detriment of the soul it waxes strong and formidable and becomes a menace the only resource for the soul is then to cut off the supply that benefits the flesh and strengthen herself thereby she acts like a wise engineer who keeps the explosive and dangerous force of his locomotive within the limit by reducing the quantity of food he throws into its stomach thus the passions being weakened become docile and are easily held under sway by the power that is destined to govern and sin is thus rendered morally impossible it is gluttony that furnishes the passion of the flesh with fuel by feeding the animal too well and herein lies the great danger and malice of this vice the evil of a slight excess may not be great in itself but that evil is great in its consequences little overindulgences imperceptibly but none the less surely 
strengthen the flesh against the spirit and when the temptation comes the spirit will be overcome the ruse of the saints was to starve the enemy end of chapter thirteen